0: Good morning. Let's have our Bibles ready in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, chapter 78. That will be our starting place. Psalms, chapter 78. In the Israelite nation, God warned the people repeatedly about what is sometimes called generational apostasy. And what that means is mom and dad are faithful. The children do not make that choice. The grandchildren may have no commitment at all. Exceptions, yes, but a pattern. Over and over this generational apostasy came to pass. In that Old Testament Mosaic dispensation. And so warnings were given over and over again Teach your children well. Tell them, show them, pray for them. Here's the way this is expressed in Psalms 78 Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them the children yet unborn and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. Today we read this and may react with a sense of alarm that maybe we need to do more about teaching the next generation spiritual legacy so questions may come up am i teaching my children in the best way i can grandparents are we doing all we're able to do to teach and influence the next generation but then outside the domestic circle christians in general elders and preachers and Bible teachers, we seriously must ponder the obligation of spiritual legacy. The obligation to tell the next generation the glorious deeds of the Lord. So that they set their hope in God and they will not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so today, this morning, and again at 5 o'clock, I want to talk to us about our challenge to train and equip the next generation to serve the Lord. But I have a particular focus this morning and this evening. This morning my focus will be from the book of Psalms. And tonight when you come back at 5. You will come back at 5. When you come back at 5. My focus will be on the book of Proverbs and how that content can be used as a part of our spiritual legacy. So here's where I got this idea. I'm doing some meeting work a number of years ago. And I was in the home of a family staying with them. And the parents brought the children in each evening before bedtime and read from Psalms. It was not an extensive Bible class. It wasn't like questions and comments. They just read a passage from Psalms and prayed, and the children went to bed. And I noticed the children paid very good attention. They didn't know anything else. They'd been doing this from the time before they could Really know the words. And so I asked the parents how they came up with this plan. And they said, we carefully selected the Psalms with emphasis on simplicity and the fundamentals geared to their age level so it wasn't like this they didn't come in and say all right from the book of psalms and this randomly opened the book up no they carefully selected the passages from psalms with attention to the simplicity and the fundamental truths they wanted to get into the hearts of their children at age levels appropriate they wanted to tell the next generation teach the next generation the glorious deeds of the Lord. And they prayerfully made their use of time according to that purpose. And they established that pattern all through their lives. Three of those boys are preachers. Reading the Bible to your children and grandchildren can be a part of the intention that must be in commitment to spiritual legacy. Even if the boys don't become preachers, if the girls don't marry preachers, we want them to be children of God. Now, keep doing everything else you're doing, parents. This is not a tool that replaces any good thing you're doing, and this is not a standalone tool. Bring your children to these assemblies, 5 o'clock, bring them here, consistently bring them to the Bible classes that we provide. Keep doing everything else good that you're doing, (coughs) but you can add to that process this very simple thing I'm going to talk about today. Not a parent, not a grandparent, but you have opportunities with young people. Maybe you can call them once a week or something and say, let's read from Psalms. Consider how this can apply. So this morning, selected passages from the Psalms. You can read with your children and grandchildren and other young people that you have opportunity to call on the phone or to influence. So keep your Bible open because this is an open Bible time that we're going to spend together. Selected passages from Psalms that can be well used to teach the next Generation. We want them to know who God is. Listen to Psalms 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work. And his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom all those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Do you want your children to know that about God? you want your grandchildren to praise the Lord with a whole heart? Are there young people you know who need to hear this? Do you want the next generation to dwell in the company of the upright? Do you want them to know that the works of the Lord are powerful and trustworthy and redemptive? Do you want young people to know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? Here is a very simple, brief passage that's loaded with all of that and can be memorable. When read by adults to young people in public, in private, in sermons and classes, this is about who God is. And that's the starting place for the next generation, knowing who God is in order that they might have a good understanding about how holy and awesome his name is. You know, you you can read this in less than two minutes but it can make impact way beyond those two minutes what a precious valuable use of those two minutes to teach and reach our young people and tell them of the glorious deeds of the Lord I highly recommend this see it's one thing to know there is a God It's one thing to believe in Jesus Christ, but there is depth that needs to be accessed. Who is God? Who is Jesus Christ? That rich truth needs to be in us and conveyed to the next generation. What a great use of two minutes. You heard this one earlier this morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters, He restores my soul, He leads me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 111, who God is. Psalms 23, who Jesus is. You ever take a child or a grandchild to a zoo or a petting farm And watch how they interact with animals or with sheep. Seems to be an almost natural instinct. To pet the animal. To provide care or affection. To feed the animal. Maybe to hold the insect in your hand. I'll talk about this again tonight. Children have this friendly, emotional reaction to pets, to animals. They have an instinct to care and feed and help and observe and form a bond. As soon as they are able to hear and read the 23rd Psalm even before they can navigate into the details of it, they can learn about Jesus as the great shepherd whose purpose is to meet the needs of these animals, to observe and feed them and hold them and care for them, comfort, nourishment, guidance, restoration, protection. I tell you, kids understand this. Kids understand this. We want them to understand this. We want them to hear this. And most of all, we want them to see these qualities in Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And we want them to follow the Good Shepherd. I'm not discouraging extended times of Bible study and counsel and questions and good answers and discussion. But don't dismiss the precious, invaluable moments of simple reflection to reach the heart of a child. When I was in the army, there was a soldier in the barracks, in the bunk next to me. And at every opportunity, he would go to the phone booth and call his mother collect And she would read to him from the Bible. That's all. He would send letters, and other times he would talk to her about how he was doing. But most of the time, he would rush out of the barracks, get to the phone booth, call his mother collect to hear her read the Bible. Not every soldier thought well of that. But he didn't care because he took it very seriously. After a hard day of training in the hot Georgia sun, he would be delighted to call his mother and hear these passages. Many of them he had memorized. What an impression that mother made on her son. And her son's bunkmate, who later became a preacher. That soldier, a year later, would walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fearing no evil. Read the Bible to your children, your grandchildren, young people you have influence with. Tell the next generation the glorious deeds of the Lord. Turn to Psalms 19. Psalms 19. 14 verses. It is not tedious. There, There is no complexity about the language. Simple moments that can be memorable. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above leaving his chamber, and like a strong mare, uh, a man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings from the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Leave them, let, let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless And innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So after we are gone, passed away, we want the next generation to have in their hearts and lives the precepts of the Lord. We want, for every young person, submission to guidance from heaven to take them there. We want them to know the creator of the heavens of the earth. We want them to know how absolutely perfect the law of the Lord is. Extended study and debate can hold promise. Listening to class material in those classes and sermons and attending worship assemblies, yes. Having your children in Bible classes on a consistent basis, yes. But some of the most valuable time can be a few moments with phones turned off. And these books open and carefully read. The testimony of the Lord is sure. The fear of the Lord is clean. These can become memory verses. More to be desired are they than gold. We want the next generation to be able to discern errors. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. These are sweets they can have. Teach your children well. Here is Bible authority. Here is spiritual legacy. Here is this chorus of God's creation singing hymns of praise that we want to listen to and we want the next generation to hear. (coughs) But then... I'm sorry... Then, in our devotion to the spiritual welfare of the next generation, it isn't just information, but we hope transformation. All this truth we give them, read to them, is for their response. It's all about what we want them to do, and we hope that they will do. Open now to Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward Those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to those who fear Him. And His righteousness to children's children. to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O oh, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his host, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, all his places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You want your kids to hear this? You want your kids to do this? The steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. To keep His covenant and remember to do His commandments. We want our children to bless the Lord, not just in prayer and worship and class, but in life through obedience. For the Lord our God is holy. In these passages, we teach our children to never get into the weedy gravel pits of modern religious chatter and denominational creed and all the corruption of the culture but to get into this and to firmly plant their feet in the healthy soil of God's word and then grow. Teach your children well. And when you read to them from Psalms and from Proverbs, from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you bring them to Bible classes and let them hear sermons from the Bible, always be certain that they understand that they must hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent of their sins, confessing their faith, be baptized into Christ to live forever with Him here on earth and then in heaven. Let's be standing as we sing.